This podcast is being recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the Bindal people of Tharagariwaja, and the Wulgarukaba people of Karambilvara, the traditional custodians on the land which we stand today. We pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging. We recognise the ongoing intergenerational trauma caused by colonisation and genocide, and that many of those policies remain in place today. We acknowledge the ongoing struggles of First Nations people in dismantling those structures and the struggle to seek justice. Sovereignty was never ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. In the heat of the discussion, hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Loud, Angry and Not Sorry, now including excessive screaming. This episode is proudly brought to you by Incandescent Rage. And alcohol. Oh, so much alcohol. Yeah, I'm currently being sponsored by Patron Tequila, who is sponsoring you tonight, Stephanie. Dimple Scotch. Dimple Scotch. I don't know what that means because I don't drink Scotch, but fuck me in the face. I just, content warnings for fucking everything tonight. (laughs) Including manic laughter at things that are really shouldn't be laughed at. Yes. It's not because we think it's funny, it's because we just... Don't know what else to do. There is a psychological condition where you have inappropriate responses to stimuli, and this is one of those times. <laughs> you know, you're not, you don't feel pain, you feel pleasure. You don't feel um, sadness, you laugh maniacally. <laughs> it's called coping, baby. Life. So things that we are going to touch on today, we're going to talk about the abortion laws in Texas. We are going to talk about who Scott Morrison has appointed as the Human Rights Commissioner. We're going to talk about respect at work. Really? We're going to talk about... Oh, no, it's not really respect at work. It's just what they've called it. We're going to talk about the... Almost called it the Climate Action Summit. What's it called? Women's Safety at Work at Performativity Summit. The White Feminism Summit. It's not even white feminism. Do you know how many white dudes... Yeah, I I, I was sitting there and just going... I don't think you can even call what happened today a a feminist event. Anyway, we've got respect at work. And then finally, we're going to just... The little cherry on the top is John fucking Setka. Good times. It's going to be great. We will have time notes available for all of these so that you can (laughs) zoom around or not or skip or just burn everything down. Just set fire to shit. Seriously. I don't know how we're going to fit this into one episode, but fuck it. (laughs) What a... I will start tonight with the words of Justice Sotomayor dissenting. (sighs) The court's order is stunning, presented with an application to enjoin a flagrantly unconstitutional law engineered to prohibit women from exercising their constitutional rights and evade judicial scrutiny. A majority of justices have opted to bury their heads in the sand. Which pretty much sums it up. Is this this is the Texan stuff? Yeah, yeah, because I don't know who any of those people are. But yeah, the law was passed and signed into law was supposed to go into into effect in September the first. Which obviously all of that has happened, and we spent the good portion of what was the thirty first of August Australia well, for their time sitting up waiting because a application had been made to the U.S. Supreme Court to stay this, <laughs> and it did not come. And if you go and look for it. You can see the moment where everyone's heart just sank. This law is fucked. The way that it has been constructed, the way that it has actually been designed, has been to word the law in such a way and for its application to occur in such a way as the state is not involved and so therefore people don't actually have somebody to sue in terms of being able to restrict this law. You can, however, sue somebody who has an abortion or who you think who has an abortion or who you think might be aiding and abetting an abortion. And aiding and abetting can mean everything from just talking about your options, driving you somewhere, 
that might be to an abortion. That's right. Uber drivers can get arrested. Yep. Lyft has set up a $1 million fighting fund because they just know that some of their drivers are going to get caught up in this. And here's the fucked part. There is no penalty for filing a... um, A false claim. A false claim. Fuck you. No penalty whatsoever. And legal costs go to the person defending it. Um, what is this McCarthyist nonsense? I swear to God. Are you joking? If you win, you get $10,000. And your legal fees paid. And because it's a private citizen taking this this civil action against you, not a criminal action, this is, for all intents and purposes, a straight-up bounty. And the reason that we bring this up in a podcast about news and current events and from an Australian perspective is because everything that fucking happens in the United States in regards to reproductive rights eventually filters its way down to us. Yeah. Because if they have a win over there, they will bring it yeah. here. Because they do it in Africa, mm. they do it in Europe, they do it in the United Kingdom, they do it in everywhere that... Can I just add the one last knife in the back for this one? Yes. So another bill is being debated. Is this in America or Australia? <laughs> Texas. Fucking... Knife of Pro Stone will be... No! Banned. No! Yes. Under the guise of it being dangerous. And the language is very similar to what we have seen with gender-affirming care for adolescents in, in all of the Texas bills, in in Ohio, in uh, Arkansas, in... Oh, I just... I, I could keep going. In Florida, the same justification is being used, that this is dangerous, that this is... The consequences of it for the person to use it are so high as for the state to regulate it. Yeah. I... Can men please take their fucking hands off my uterus? Please? But not even please, just fucking leave me alone. I... This... Fucking fucks! This is clear need to control women's bodies and not only our reproductive labour, but our literal bodies and the choices that we make in our everyday lives. I... Okay, I I lied about it being the last dagger. Fuck you! It's not. (laughs) goes deeper than just controlling of bodies because Amy COVID Barrett or whatever her fucking name is. So her middle name's COVID. No, she was the Supreme, Coney or something. She was the Supreme Court Justice who they had the party at the White House and a whole bunch of people got COVID from it. Where's my tequila? Believes that voting is a, is not a constitutional right per se, as in this is yours and the state should not be able to control it. She believes it to be a civil responsibility as in this is something that you have until we decide that you have lost it. So felons can't vote in the United States and they lose their ability. So what happens when somebody has an abortion? This is, no. They become a felon. Yeah. Which means that rather than stripping women of their right to vote whole wholesale, if you deviate from our idea of what of how you should live your life and how you should conduct yourself as a woman in our society, we will take away your rights one by one. Not systematically across the entire country for every woman all at the same time, but if you deviate. So your ability to vote is rooted in your ability to conform to our gendered stereotypes, our gendered activities, our gendered responsibilities for you. Deviate from that even slightly, you're fucked. And you already know that if you are rich, you'll be fine. Well, you just get on a plane. Yeah, get on a plane, do whatever the fuck you want. I think it's Nevada that has actually put it in their state constitution. What's that? What did they put? The right to an abortion. Nice. So there will always be one state in the United States that um, that actually has it in their constitution. Everyone should just, like, every single woman should just move out of Texas. <laughs> Go. I know it's not possible. Talking about, you know, economic privilege and shit like that is just not viable. But, like, as many people who can should. There's, like, 70,000 cops in Texas. There are 28 million people. Do the math. Take your state back. (laughs) Yeah. 
fucking hell. I, I kind of don't want to say it because it does make me sound super radical. <laughs> But I really do want people to think about it. How, like, A, when is enough enough? What is the point that you reach that you say, this is too much? And what are you going to do about it? And what are we going to do here to protect ourselves from these kind of laws? Exactly. I have an idea. I want to make it, hang on, how do I frame this? I want to make it illegal for faith-based hospitals to not provide abortion. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense to me. Also, I would point out that when I was doing my training and we were talking about RU486, my person, I was a part of that debate. And my lecturers basically came out and said, look, you're going to have to dispense this. You're a pharmacist. You're going to have to dispense this. And if you don't like the idea of dispensing this because it offends your religion, fuck off and find another profession. Exactly. Like, I mean, that's that's my yeah, personal If you're view. not in the business of providing healthcare, don't be in the healthcare business. Yep. My position is, if you're going to accept my heathen tax dollars, you're going to provide me with my heathen healthcare abortion. It includes gender-affirming surgery. Uh, what else do, do heathens do? Contraception. <laughs> Contraception. It should be freely accessible to everyone. It's fucking basic healthcare. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I think the best way of actually getting getting something done in this area is to literally... <sighs> so... <laughs> okay, I, I don't... I know how to word this, but it, it, it's a... I don't know how to word this shortly. <laughs> I think moving forward, like if you want to talk about an actual practical way of doing all of this is that we do need a an entire complete set of rights enshrined in one one piece of legislation, you know, that covers the Racial Discrimination Act, that covers the Disability Act, that covers the Sex Discrimination Act and, and so on. And so that when you add your Religious Freedom Bill into there, because I do think we need... I completely agree with people's right to practice their religion. And be protected yeah. in order to do that. I just don't think that it's an overriding I d- right. And I also don't think it should interfere with other people's right to access health. No. I think that's a given. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I just think that essentially that if you were going to have it as a complete, uh, like a full, you know, anti-discrimination act or, or, you know, like something similar to the Equal Opportunities Act or the Equality mm. Act in the United Kingdom, is that if you receive a single cent of our money, of our heathen dollars... <laughs> single heathen scent, you don't get to claim a religious privilege. No. Perfectly simple. If you want to have school and you want to say that this is Christian only, fine. But you're not getting any money. Eat my dick. (laughs) If you want to have a hospital and you don't want to provide abortion. You don't get my tax dollars, you cunt. Sorry, no. I just hate the idea of conscientious objection, like having no cost to the person objecting. Sorry, can you step us through what conscientious objection means? Because it doesn't sound like a bad thing. So conscientious objection, in a nutshell, is basically going, this thing that you are wanting me to do for you, or, or to you, or to somebody else, is so against my morals like it doesn't actually have to be a religious objection it can be a moral mm-hmm. objection whatever the fuck that that means and the difference is irrelevant um but basically say for example you are ordered by the state to sterilize somebody against mm-hmm. their will like that's what conscience's objection was created for like it came out of the idea of what was going on in in the camps in nazi held poland oh interesting yeah 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 where essentially it gave a healthcare professional an out to be able to say no nah, not doing it so you'd still get shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I, I suppose that's the nuance, isn't it? What's the outcomes for saying no? Yeah. And if you are a practitioner uh, working in a faith-based hospital, you say yes, I will perform this this procedure. You very likely lose your job, which is a problem. And if you are yeah. um, a religious person working in a public hospital and you say no, I don't feel comfortable performing this procedure, usually they'll take that on board. There's times where um, I've had a patient who there's been a conflict of interest is what we just call it. Like say 
someone's coming in with a mental health condition that's too similar to something that's happened to me. It's something's happened to my family, whatever. It's too much for me to deal with right now. I just go to my manager and I just go, hey, conflict of interest, can you get this person a different nurse? And they're just like, no stress, thanks for letting me know. Best outcomes for the patient. See, I like that. I never actually had that in pharmacy. Conscious objection for us was essentially no one prescribing the morning after pill. And <laughs> me, as a, as, a, as a placement student, you're given certain levels of authority that you just wouldn't have as a you know, a student employed in, yeah. a, in, a, in a pharmacy because obviously you're there to learn, you're there to, to get hands-on experience. And first day, somebody comes in looking for the morning after pill and I'm just like, yep, mm, I'm doing this. Nice, nice. Look, essentially, if you want my money, you've got to give me my health care. That's what it comes down to. Yep. So what else has been happening this week? So Scott Morrison has announced uh, a new human <laughs> rights commissioner who, and this person is Stephanie's favourite person. As you can tell. Incandescent screaming inserted here. <laughs> Actually, this is where you would insert the, the Dilophosaurus sound of the frill and then I'm about to... <laughs> Fuck, how did you make that noise with your face? <laughs> so, what's her name again? Lorraine fin- Findlay? Findlay? Lorraine Findlay. Or Findlay, or right. however you so, want to pronounce it, because I don't think that she deserves to have a name pronounced yeah. correctly. <laughs> can be the rule for this show because i feel like every single person who i hate i never pronounce their name correctly which which look it works for me like pronouncing someone's name is like a sign of respect i have absolutely no respect for lorin finder (laughs) because she's an absolute piece of shit tell us about her steph i know you're dying to i will let her use her own words to describe the the absolutely apparent piece of shit that she actually is (laughs) deep breath then if you're not sitting down, please sit down. If you're driving, please come over. <laughs> if you're in public, maybe pause this. Please cease using any heavy machinery. <laughs> if you have alcohol present, please open. Bring it close to you. You're going to need it. When we require consent to be affirmatively established, we are starting from the presumption that there is no consent meaning that all sexual intercourse is unlawful until proven. Yes, it is! Sorry. No, that's the quote. But that's... that she She's not wrong. Absolutely. If you don't have my consent, it's unlawful. It's rape. Fuck you. Oh, my God. Apparently, this means that it undermines due process and the presumption of innocence. What MRA horse shit is this? Seriously. Can we vote these people out already? There is nothing wrong with that particular part of her statement. It's the implication that she makes. Exactly. That basically. No, absolutely. Like, she implies that this is a bad thing. No. Give me consent. Oh, it's mandatory. It's necessary. You should be checking in with the person that you're fucking if they want to be fucked or not. Like, this is not a bad thing. Anyway. There's a part of me that whenever I see somebody who is a little bit weird and they have an interest in international law, my brain just goes, there's a siren. That yeah. Goes and what is one of her fields of interest? Have a guess. Could it, could it be trafficking? It is in human oh, trafficking. Oh, wow. Which, there's nothing wrong with wanting to investigate human trafficking, but where does this lead us most of the time? Is the siren that you hear, it just goes, swerf, 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 swerf. It's the swerf siren. She's a fucking swerf. It's a swerf mating song. (laughs) 
And I should probably give a little bit more into her background. She is a Western Australian liberal, which doesn't necessarily mean that she's bad, but there has been a lot of infiltration of um, conservative Christians. That's where Margaret Court's <laughs> from. If you're a liberal, you're already bad. And if you're from the liberal, the Western Australian liberals who just recently complained that they couldn't keep women in their own party. Look, a little bit of, um, what's it called? Critical analysis, mate. Anyway. I hate her. Well, she's also an IPA. Oh, that's member. right. I hate that beer. The Institute of Public Affairs. That beer tastes like shit. That think tank is shit. Everything about IPA is just brown sludge. So she's a swerf and she's mm-hmm. a turf and she is a liberal. How does she feel about 18C? Loves it? Not a fan. <laughs> I'm shocked. This is my shocked face. We've got a swerf, a turf, a racist, an IPA member. But isn't that just an IPA member in general? <laughs> This is our Human Rights Commissioner. We're so far. And we've only got halfway through the list of things that we wanted to talk about. <laughs> Which is not bad for us. There'll be some analysis. No, not not this episode. <laughs> just, just a lot just of Just mostly, this one's just going to be fervent rage. I reckon we'll, we'll do each one of these topics with a bit more critical analysis, less fervent anger, more looking at the systems that underpin them. But for now, I'm just going to yell, what a cunt. Yeah. Speaking of absolute cunt, uh, today I um, <laughs> today I had the pleasure of um, of dropping in on the, um, what is it, the Women's Safety Summit? What did they call it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the actual. I lost interest in it the moment that I saw a number of Indigenous activists basically going, we haven't been yeah. invited. Yeah, there was, so the session started off, like this morning, it started off with a, a panel. Started off with the keynote speaker. Oh, I didn't know this was happening this morning. I love mornings because I get to get up and just have my coffee and I just just exist and everything's peaceful and it's quiet. I love my apartment. I love coffee. I have some toast, maybe a croissant and it's just delightful. Some smashed no, abo? Sometimes, sometimes. Actually, yes, this morning I did some smashed abo, a bit of feta and some chilli. It was delicious with my coffee. Anyway, so just open Twitter and I'm just like, what in the fresh hot fuck is this? Because guess who gave himself the opening keynote speech for? <laughs> I found it and then I moved them out. Is it the Women's Safety Summit? It is the it's like national something. Oh, fuck you. Not you. Like I'm pretty sure that they just took the name women out of it <laughs> as well. Because like 50% of the speakers were men. Finally, they've got affirmative action in, in the Liberal Party. <laughs> Liberal feminism finally has affirmative action. <laughs> this couldn't have been more of a troll if God had sent Jen in his place. <laughs> so the, the first panel was, I think it was six First Nations people. And it was great. It was good. It's really interesting conversation. Not new, but it was good. It was really interesting. Also, shout out to the academic who shouted out Sandy O'Sullivan about the lack of collection of data when you process everything through a binary. We should try and redo that episode with Professor O'Sullivan. There'll be more banjo in that episode. Their brain is amazing. And it was, but I just knew in the back of my mind, this was all we were going to hear from First Nations people. You've got your spot. It's at the start. So everyone knows how much we care about the First Nations people do an acknowledgement of country and then no one invite the voices of First Nations people henceforth. And then have Scott Morrison. Oh, Scott Morrison. What in the fresh hot fuck? What in the fresh hot fuck? Oh. That's not, I'm, look, Scott Morrison as a keynote speaker is pretty bad. Um, I only caught three sessions and the three sessions that I managed to listen to were all centred around financial independence and economic... Economics for ladies. Yeah, pink economics. Fucking David Kosh. Don't even. I can't even with my face right now. 
what the fuck was that cunt doing on this show? I swear to on this show. It literally was a TV show. Anyway, what was this? Who thought that was a good idea? David Koch, who famously or infamously, whatever you want to put it, is just like men work harder than women. That David Koch. David Koch who slammed women for breastfeeding at a public pool. That David Koch. Oh, my God. If this government was genuinely serious about women's safety, maybe don't invite abusers and people who perpetuate violence against women onto these shows. Might that be somewhere to start? <laughs> Even if you're doing performative bullshit, why David Kosh? There are... Just have Andrew O'Keefe on. Great! Or maybe Wayne Carey! Why didn't Christian Porter have a seat? Like, he should have had a go to chat, talk about how much he cares about women. To be fair, if Christian Porter had gone there, they wouldn't have been able to find his body. Well, it was online, so he would have been would have fine. <laughs> they would have tracked oh, him down. I swear to God, the audacity of this government talking about women's safety when they've put this fucking respect at work bill through. Should we move on to that or do you want to talk about David Kosh a bit more? Well, I was going to bring up Grace Tame's comments about, and then Brittany Higgins' comments about, and then just going, look, it is as bad as you think it is. Where essentially even people, like ex-liberal staffers are saying, I respect the Prime Minister, but... That was shit. Bless. Like, yeah. Brit- for Brittany Higgins to be like, with all due respect. She wasn't even invited. Yeah. No, do you know how many organisations... She had to appear as a guest, an existing delegate to the conference. There were so many people who requested to attend and got and got turned away. Like, Andrape on campus, do you think that they might have a little bit to say at a Women's Safety Summit? Yep. They don't want to give voices to people who have actual solutions because they don't actually care about women's safety. Exactly. I- it's another turning the corner... And if you want a reference for that one, we did the budget episode, which we will link, the second half of the budget episode. It's just a different version of Tacos and Milkshake. Yeah, it was Grace's team who brought up the fact that when you look at all of the funding for consent education, it works out to be something like 11 cents per student, which you can't even buy a milkshake with. Yeah, let alone a taco. Fuck. (laughs) Definitely not a taco. No Franklin's, no frills. (laughs) Yeah, in the budget episode, we talked about the... Sorry, I can't help but laughing. Turning the corner is stuck in my oh, head. so bad. Yeah, it was so bad. That's the Labor government, by the, the way, so... Yeah, so we, we discussed the roadmap, if you like, the plan for spending on women. Oh, fuck me in the face. It's not that I don't like saying the word and, you know, going, well, women includes non-binary people. It's the sheer paternalism of having a section of the budget that is dedicated for women. Yeah. Without realising that essentially... that. The reason that women are oppressed in society is structural and therefore by spending on what you think is women's issues, you're not actually advancing the cause of women and improving their standing in society. No. The idea of a women's budget, not just because of the binary nature of it and of who who, who it includes and who it excludes, it's the fact that it's bullshit spending that does fucking nothing yeah. and it is band-aids on band-aids. Mm. But you can go check that out in our budget episode. Yeah. I hate everything and I want it all to stop. And what's the bad that this National Women's Safety Summit is about implementing the next plan... <laughs> Or the next set of plans. That's the thing. That's why we have to vote this government out. Because the next plan is going to be decided on by the next government. I'm not convinced Labor is going to be much better because they designed this one. But it's going to be a fuck ton better than if they design it and then a Liberal government tries to enact it. Labor in power has shame. (laughs) You can shame them into doing things because they're so terrified of the Murdoch press. Like, I I, I 100% agree with you in that... 
Labour is a shit sandwich. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, but you, you're the right. The LNP is the whole shit sub. Oh, my God. Also, it depends on the makeup of, of what happens. Yeah. But, you know, Labour can be shamed. Yeah. The LNP have no shame. As we saw... <laughs> Summit starts today. What just happened in Parliament? Are we talking about respect at work now? We are talking about respect at work. I don't even know how to start talking about this because it's... It's a report that's old that people sat on until it was politically expedient um, and we needed something to distract from the fact that a LNP staffer was raped in the Minister of Defence's office. But not even that. That alone wouldn't have been enough. Then we had Christian Porter's allegations, allegations in inverted commas of rape. Then we had someone wanking on a desk. Then we had March for Justice. Lamming. We've got Lamming being a shit cunt, taking photos. Uh... Filming children in a park. What a fucking creep. How did, how did that... Mm. We'll talk about that in a minute. Like how Barnaby Joyce? I look. It almost seems like there's a pattern of protecting abusive men in this government. You, look, I think that is a fair assumption. Anyway, yeah. it's almost as if they care about these men's jobs more than they care about victim survivors, and they care about our safety. Almost. Oh, like, look, that's just that's too no, that's too tinfoil hat. Anyway, the thing that I mean, there's a couple of things that has come out of this respect at work document, which is actually like there's some really valid, well-researched points in it. But how the government has actually chosen to vote on this? Before we go into what was cut, yeah. I think we should talk about some of the recommendations. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, so, recommendation number 15. The Australian government ratify ILO Convention 190 to eliminate violence and harassment in the world of work. Recommendation 16. Remove the current exemption of state public servants from the Sex Discrimination Act. Like, how that was overlooked... <laughs> I have no idea. Nope. Because this idea that a state government employee is somehow distinctly different from a federal government employee and that therefore the Sex Discrimination Act and the doctrine of, of supremacy doesn't actually hold. Yeah. What? Oh, like, no, no, I'm no. sorry. I don't know. Anyway, like, you know, like that's a really good recommendation. Mm. That one actually happened. Recommendation 17, positive duty to employers to prevent sexual discrimination. And we've talked about this on multiple occasions. Leah, would you like to explain what um, positive duty is? It's essentially like OHNS. You have a duty to prevent these things from happening as as much as possible. Yeah, it's, it's taking the steps before the incident occurs, not after the incident occurs. Doing risk assessments and all yeah. that kind of thing and, and gathering of data. Creating a safe workplace. Like setting up uh, an environment and a culture. Well, it means that when you report to HR, HR then actually have to take action. Look, and the HR's prevent- going to fucking hate that, isn't it, aren't they? Because they're fucking boss's oh laptop. Because you know what's really expensive? Is replacing staff. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Recommendation number 18. Commissioner can access employees' positive duty compliance. <laughs> I, I, I don't actually understand what any issue might be with that. <laughs> Increase commission powers to look into systemic discrimination. Shouldn't be too hard, right? Look, I fucking I don't know what's hard for this government or why this is so fucking hard for this government anymore. Amend recommendation twenty. Amend section one hundred and five of the Sex Discrimination Act to ensure that it applies to sexual harassment. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Um, make sexual discrimination grounds for civil action. Make sexual discrimination a fireable offence. This is the important one, and we will get back to this a little bit later as well. Recommendation twenty three. Allow unions to bring representative <laughs> claims to court. Fuck me in the face. Just gonna cry. I have been a union member for the last 10 years. I love my union. I've done the Anna Stewart Memorial Project. I used to write a member's column for my union. I love unions so much. I love collective action. I love what unions are supposed to be. I fucking hate what the unions have become. Fucking hate yeah. it. Sorry, I. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm with you though. <sighs> Recommendation number 25. Insert a cost protection provision to protect victims from huge legal fees. Well, actually, I didn't say huge legal fees, but I'm adding in huge because 
it's legal fees and most people yeah yeah they are to most people yeah yeah um recommendation number 28 review the fair work system to expressly prohibit sexual harassment because apparently that's not in there (laughs) And when I say apparently, I mean, it has been explicitly left out. Because apparently sexual harassment doesn't affect workplace safety. Uh, recommendation number 29. Introduce a stop sexual harassment order equivalent for the um, to the stop bully order into the Fair Work Act. How is it not already in there? Yeah, we could talk about what that is, but essentially, if you haven't gotten it from context when you're comparing it with bullying... <sighs> You might have to go back to the act, and I don't think you really want me talking about legislation tonight. I want to headbutt someone right now. I'm so glad we're doing this. <laughs> Not you. Yeah, but I'd be the closest person. So I, I mean, and I wouldn't hold it against you because it's been that kind of day. no. I would never it's been that kind of week. Like, but seriously, having to put these down in in recommendations, how does this not speak to our culture? And how we talk about women and It speaks and treat directly women. to the time that the Sex Discrimination Act was actually introduced, which is back in 1984, and the fact that we haven't actually, uh, you know, advanced it or um, improved upon it. I hate this country so much, so much, I'm going to move to Antarctica. I'm just going to laugh because otherwise I'm just going to start screaming. But yeah, yeah. Okay, so now we get into some of the meatier stuff, as if, you know, positive duty wasn't meaty. Amend Fair Work Act that sexual... Harassment is a valid reason for dismissal. Get out the Molotov cocktails, kids. Recommendation 31. Amend the definition of serious misconduct in the Fair Work regulations Ugh. to include sexual harassment. What? This should have been passed in a day. This should have just been everyone being like, yeah, yeah. Recommendation 32. Additional guidance material for all employees related to unfair dismissal. Recommendation 33. The Ombudsman update its employee information to include sexual harassment. Now, there were 59 recommendations in total. I hate this so much. And I know that you are a a politics geek who sometimes forget numbers so we're gonna play a little game how many recommendations were passed oh shit i look i don't actually remember the exact number but i'm gonna go with 11 is that too high 11 is actually close to the number that were proposed how many passed? six Fuck. do you think that um the ratification of ilo convention 190 to eliminate violence and harassment from the world of work passed no True. Recommend the current exemption of state public servants from the Sex Discrimination Act. Was that passed? I think that one was passed. That one was passed. Yay! I think you just said before that it was passed, but yeah. Oh yeah, I did too. Positive duty to employ- to employers to prevent I sexual discrimination. I already know this one did not pass. It did not. It did not. And do you know what's even fucking worse? The fact that it didn't pass is that 32% of Parliament showed up to vote it down. Look, I, I strongly, like, I've been thinking about it ever since I, I showed you the, the... That's a third, people. That is a third. Fuck. Oh. And I, I appreciate the fact that we're in the middle of a global pandemic, but it's the fucking government of Australia, and if you can't work something out... <sighs> yeah, screaming. <laughs> Internal and external <laughs> screaming. Yeah. How to tell me that you don't give a fuck about women without telling me you don't give a fuck about women. Like, really? Yeah. Australian Greens. Two senators voted. Which senators? Sarah Hansen-Young. Bless. Yeah. Rachel Seward. Oh, no. She's gone. She's gone. She, she has voted. my heart forever. But also Sarah Hansen-Young. Mildly problematic when it comes to domestic violence. She needs to do some work there to correct her shit. Yeah. But Rachel yeah. Seward. Oh, angel of my heart. Australian Labour Party, 36% turnout. <laughs> Fuck you, with their 50% women. 
in case we haven't mentioned at this point in time, we are talking about the um, the amendment that was proposed for the positive duty. We did mention that. That's fine. Carol Brown from Tasmania voted yes. Kim Carr from Victoria voted no. Christina Keneally voted yes. Are we supposed to say Christina K. Keneally? Yes. Yeah. Christina K. Keneally voted yes. Jenny McAllister, Deborah O'Neill, Helen Polly, Louise Pratt, and Urquhart, Murray Watt, all voted yes. Good for them. Literally, bare minimum, good for you. Well done. Look, I'm not I'm not going to give them too many carrots for this. Who was absent? Center Alliance was absent, so Sterling fucking Griff has no spine, who ran out of the building during the cashless debit card debate, absent. Sam Iver Mecton McMahon, yes. <laughs> absent. Sue Lines, actually present. Rex Patrick. Rex, I love submarines. Patrick. Yeah. Absent. Jackie fucking Lambie. Absent. Jackie, you've got to stop toying with my heart like this. Like, every moment I think, like, okay, she's coming round. She's going to be all right. She just does some shit like this. I don't mind if she's centrist. Because in this in this parliament, having somebody who's actually centrist on politics is not necessarily the worst thing in the world, considering that you have... James McGrath. Jackie Lambie does not fit on the political compass anywhere. She's she's on like if the political compass is on page one, she's on page five. Like she is not anywhere near that compass. Like there is no way to pin down her ideology. She doesn't have one. She's in a different book. Yeah, her compass came out of a cornflakes box. Liberal National Party. So the actual LNP party, because if you don't know, we have the Liberal National Party with the coalition of, you know, like they joined into a one party. We have the Liberal Party and we have the National Party because we don't make things simple. <laughs> and the Liberal National Party is a Queensland invention because why the fuck not? Like, seriously. Matt fucking Canavan voted no. Matt Canavan does not want positive duty imposed on the Sex Discrimination Act. Why could that be? Wonder why, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Who else? Michaelia Cash voted no. Richard Colbeck voted no. Holly Hughes voted no. Jane Hume voted no. Matt O'Sullivan voted no. Maurice Payne voted no. Minister for Women, Maurice Payne. Payne by name, Payne by nature, voted no. Gerard Rennick voted no. But then again, you know, like he's off to Gerard Rennick is a cunt. Anyway, they're all cunts. Linda Reynolds, isn't she on the um on the women's cabinet? Yeah, she hates us too. Yep, she voted no. Dean Smith, big fat no. <laughs> now, how do you think Amanda Stoker voted? Given that she loves protecting the rights of women and girls. Um, did she show up? She did actually. This, this. Oh, I mean, good for her. But considering it's Stoker and she actually fucking hates women, I would say that she votes no. Are you telling me that, Amanda, if you're a rape victim, tough luck, I want to ban your abortion, and also I'm protecting women and girls from the evil trans Stoker voted no? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. What I find particularly fascinating about this particular vote is that, you're right, there's like 32% across the board who showed up, and that's like for all parties. You would think that Claire Chandler, who has pretty much built her entire political personality around hating trans people and... This idea of protecting women and girls. You would think that Claire Chandler would at least make the effort to show up for this particular vote. It would give some credibility to the idea that she actually gave a single flying fuck about women and girls. Are they actually after credibility, though? Do they give a fuck about credibility from people like us? Not from people no. like us, but in like the plausible deniability aspect of it. The political, you know, manoeuvring aspect of it. Look, I don't think they think at all. Like, I think that they're so egocentric and so narcissistic and so trapped into that misogynistic conservative mindset, tricking themselves into thinking that it's for the benefit of women. Oh, the patriarchal bargain. Yeah, yeah. It's all about proximity to power. 
And they've got people like Scott Morrison on their side. And they've got... The new Human Rights Commissioner. Yeah, imagine thinking that you're a feminist, yeah. And Sky News and... What's his name? That guy who runs the country, Scott Morrison. And, and, like, they're on your side. Like, they agree with you. And you think you still think that you're doing a good thing for women. Are you subtweeting a certain Melbourne Uni lecturer in philosophy? What's her fucking name? I'm not subtweeting because I will just come out and say... Holly Law that I, That's it. That's the asshole. She's a cunt. <laughs> um, but, you know, Conchita Ferravanti Wells, who, um, you know, like, did the whole marriage equality will be the end of Western civilization as we know it, you know, people will marry the Harbour Bridge. Women won't know what they... That is a beautiful bridge, okay? Is. Is. I would prefer to marry that bridge than any fucking cis man I've ever met in my life, I swear to God. It's more aesthetically <laughs> pleasing, that's for sure. Oh my, it's much more useful. True. <laughs> that is Absolutely. a big river. <laughs> Other notable absentees are Anne Rushton. What does Jess call her again? Conservative Daria. (laughs) (laughs) Conservative Daria, absent from Parliament on that day. Let's get me elected into Parliament so I can just yell at these people. Bridget Nancy Barbie McKenzie voted no. And after having dismantled... Did you just call her Nancy Barbie? Yes. (laughs) Pauline Hanson. Do you think that she bothered to show up after successfully having dismantled the family court and protecting her two rapist sons? Uh, mm, yeah, no. I mean, I know she didn't because I did the tweet, but yeah, she didn't. She did not. Punch me in the face. You know, and we could go through these and we could go through the individual amendments of who voted down what, but the general gist of it was very few people showed up. Larissa Waters deserves so many props because she fought for so many amendments. I will give props to Labor. Because they, Labor and the Greens Look, were trying to get all of the recommendations yeah, added. Those who showed up, well done. Good yeah. for you. I think that the union movement actually needs props for like actually getting this, the respect at work stuff back on the tables of parliamentarians. Don't get me wrong, I was very frustrated with all of their resources and everything that they have at their disposal that they were just like initially, I think this was, this is maybe ooh, eight months ago or something, they started putting pressure on the government to actually revisit this and actually look at it. It's been sitting on parliamentarians' desks for forever. Do you know what I mean? No one's cared. No one gives a shit because no one cares about respect for women. No one. So, and it's a start. Do you know what I mean? Like just because this other stuff has been voted down now doesn't mean we can't keep pushing for it and keep trying. Yeah. If we hang Scott Morrison, we can implement all the rest of them and we can do better than what was actually recommended. Yeah. Scott, hanging Scott Morrison is not going to be enough. We definitely do need to vote Liberal out. Just killing the leader. It's just like cutting off the head of one guy and like two heads will grow. Like, he is a symptom of a problem. He got elected because the, of the culture of the country. And also because everyone fucking hates Shorten. But other than that... Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. So I decided to give the New Sex Discrimination Act a bit of a read. Are you okay? I'm not okay. No. So I hadn't seen it till today. I knew going into this that there were um, amendments to the Sex Discrimination Act. There were amendments to the Fair Work Act. And... I can't remember when it was, but you and I were talking about a bunch of different things. And I think it might have been the budget episode as well, where we're talking about how, you know, none of this is improving the material reality for so many people, blah, blah, blah. We need improvements to the Sex Discrimination Act. Um, We're not going to see improvements to the Sex Discrimination Act because I fear improvements in inverted commas to the Sex Discrimination Act because you've got Claire Chandler, you've got Gerard Rinnick, you've got... Amanda Stoker, you've got Scott Morrison, who cleared his schedule for a gender-neutral bathroom sign while the country was on fire. 
you know, and I was I was terrified of what I'd see in yeah. um, an attempt to rewrite the Sex Discrimination Act because yeah. um, for those playing at home, in 2013, there was an amendment to the Sex Discrimination Act to explicitly protect gender identity in the Sex Discrimination Act. As trans people and intersex people, we had limited protections under the definition of sex because everyone has a sex and it's kind of... Mm -hmm. What I found in reading uh, today was not cool. You alright? Yeah, yeah. Um, So there's a couple of things that before we get into some of the concerns I have with Sex Discrimination Act, I think one of the things that we should do is that we should talk about... One of the changes that has been added to the Fair Work Act, which actually has me deeply concerned. Yeah. For some reason it closed and I can't find it in my recently <laughs> closed tabs. I have so many fucking tabs open. That's my brain at the moment, just random tabs. So, something that really concerned me in the Fair Work Act, there's a line that says, insert, miscarriage means spontaneous loss of an embryo or fetus before a period of gestation of 20 weeks. Now... The reason that this is in here is is related to like a bereavement leave for miscarriage. Why the fuck are they defining it at twenty weeks? Look, I have my suspicions. Yeah. So to put in that act twenty weeks is so inappropriate that I cannot with my evens. Yeah. There are no evens to be evened. Your even balance is de- depleted. Evens have just left the building. They're just gone. <laughs> Your evens are fucked off. They're gone. They are done. <laughs> I'm looking at this and just going, where was the opposition? I mean, look, I understand that Labor... Where was the opposition? What opposition? (laughs) I understand that Labor has to appear that it's the optics of voting down an amendment to the Sex Discrimination Act that um, apparently does stuff and things. (laughs) But where was the opposition on this of basically going, what's with the 20 weeks? Like, I would like to... I would love... For somebody to let me know, because once I, I move on know. from this, this oh, let's Occam's razor this. We yeah. know what that's about. But I would we love know. to be wrong. I would love for somebody to. I to... know how great would it be to be wrong about this government? Yeah. To be like, oh no, no, that's not what they meant. They meant this because they actually care. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And so then, you know, like after seeing this absolute abomination in the Fair Work Act, because why, why not put it in there? We get to the Sex Discrimination Act, and okay, so. Look, when you're a trans person and you're trying to um, discuss sexual harassment, legally it becomes a little bit interesting. But interesting, do you mean fuck? Yes, very fuck. Yeah. There's, there's a bunch of case law around it, but the way that everything has been written so far is that sexual harassment is something that happens to everyone. Created a brand new term. Meaning of harassment on the ground of sex. For the purposes of this act, person harasses another person, the person harassed, in commas, on the ground of sex if, A, by reason of, 1, the sex of the person harassed, or a characteristic that it appertains or generally to persons of the sex or put the person harassed, or a characteristic that is generally imputed to persons of the sex of the person harassed. Can you translate that, please? So, when we define things in law, yeah. so if you're going to say sexual harassment is illegal, from a layperson's perspective, how would you define yeah. that? Would you define that very narrowly or would you define it very broadly? Like if I was to write a policy statement, is that yeah. what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I would say, uh, don't do it. Don't do the sexual harassment. It's bad. You define it broadly. Yes. You wouldn't want, say, for example, a discussion on... I would just say, I would stipulate the behaviours that are unacceptable or... Well, you know, like gendered insults, for example. You would, um, you know, and gendered stereotypes and, you know, discussion on body parts. You know, like you'd leave it broad because 
harassment appears. And it's different for different people, yeah. And abusers are smart. And they know how yes. to get around harassment laws. Yes, Setka. Anyway. <laughs> I love the subtle hints, the Chekhov's guns that you're just deploying around the place. I am nothing if not subtle and delicate like a flower. <laughs> but the way that this is described is basically Sorry. saying, like, <sighs> oh, I funny. can foresee a way that the court can apply this to trans people but in a way that misgenders them oh. it feels i'm like so sorry honey this is hot it feels like they are trying to make it as difficult as possible yeah for any trans person because the amendment that was supposed to cover trans people and intersex people in the fair work act was voted down yeah and when defining things we, there's a bunch of different case law that we can use. Um, you know, words have their natural and common meaning. Um, Project Blue Sky, and I could keep rattling them off and people would get the glazed eyes and not want to talk yeah. to me anymore. It's not true, but we do get glazed eyes. But we still want to talk to you. <laughs> you know, he actually hearing it in the parliamentary debate in Hansard, basically going, we don't need this in the Fair Work Act because it's covered in the Sex Discrimination Act, actually is a little bit helpful. But, I mean, yes, gender identity is protected in there, but sexual harassment is kind of like... Don't get me wrong, a court could construe this in ways that are very trans-affirming and very non-binary affirming, because this is the first version of this that has ever really appeared. And courts will have to then interpret what this means. And this could be very good, because essentially like this won't go to the high court first. This will go to the federal court. And most federal court judges, from what I've seen um, from around the place, are not weirdos. We don't have the American problem. Can we just pour one out? Just pay just a quick respect to Justice Belinda Wallington? Because I fucking love her. Um, So, you know, like, we don't have the American problem of a whole bunch of Trump-approved judges who are basically just ignoring the fact that legal precedent exists. And anyway, like, this could be good, but the way that this is written, it feels like a time bomb. In much the mm. same way that the, the addition of miscarriage means a spontaneous loss of of embryo or fetus, you know, for a particular gestational age of 20 weeks. And it's like, this feels bad. Do you know at the start of this year, I was so close to studying law. You should have. You'd make a great lawyer. I was told by a very dear friend who I love very much, like, Leah, you will go mental. You will be homicidal. You will probably cut a bitch. And I was just like, yes, I might just do business. (laughs) Law gives you options. So uh, I I know that we mentioned a few of them and we're playing the guessing game. I'm just not sure where we got to that. So, you know, um, the recommendations that were approved were remove the current exemption for state public servants for sex, the Sex Discrimination Act. That was passed, obviously. Amend Section 105 of the Sex Discrimination Act to ensure that it applies to sexual harassment. Make sexual discrimination grounds for civil action. Make sexual discrimination a fireable offence. Amend the uh, Fair Work Act that sexual harassment is a valid reason for dismissal. And most importantly of all, Apply it to Parliament, to the courts, to, you know... To Dyson Hayden, to Christian Porter. <laughs> it doesn't apply to Christian Porter. Christian Porter is an elected member of the Parliament. The Sex Discrimination Act does not apply to a democratically elected position. Because, by nature, you're not actually hiring. It's a popularity contest. I hate this so much. The democratic process is also important. One of the things that I actually really... Which is the beautiful segue to your check of the gun. <laughs> so, one of the things that really annoyed me, of all of the things that were missed, beyond the very big one, which was the positive duty, 
um, was the recommendation 23, allow unions to bring representative claims to court. <laughs> Segway curtain opens and we are talking about... Sutka! <laughs> we finally got there. Am I finally allowed to talk about Setka? I'm just like, Steph's like, what do you want to talk to him about tonight? And I'm like, Setka! She's like, can we talk about him last? No, Setka! Setka! Go nuts. Yeah. So John Setkar is the state secretary of the CFMEU. In 2019, he pled guilty to harassment and evading court orders against his wife. The way that his colleagues and people himself discuss those charges is like toxic masculinity at best. If you look at the um the the pyramid of rape culture and family violence and things like that, these text messages, all this stuff, predicate and lead towards murder. And this is what will happen if we don't intervene. The number of charges against him was something like 60. Yeah, and he pled guilty to two. So there was kind of like a plea deal. Yeah, very much a plea bargain. The way that Setka and his colleagues discuss these charges, minimising justifications, they don't take it seriously. They don't understand. I don't know if they willfully don't understand or if they're just engaged in misogynistic, violent abuse themselves, that they are just minimising implications. I'm going with that one. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's a culture. If people have to point out someone else's bad behaviour, they need to inspect their own. And I feel like that is a big problem with not just Setka, but with Porter, with Lamming, with Pell, Cis Buckingham. Men in general. Dyson Hayden. The, the system is protecting men, particularly abusive men. The system is actively protecting them at the detriment of victim survivors. Well, it sets the burden of proof so high to prove that abuse actually happened. And this is... If your house gets broken into, you're automatically believed by the police. They will yeah. actually run tests. They will actually do investigations. You make an accusation against your rapist, and you have to convince them to investigate. Yeah. You're automatically assumed to be a unreliable witness. Hmm. What if that's got anything to do with that, that cheeky little 40%... Of um, police officers. I, I, if you don't know what I mean, just Google police 40%. And tell your mates yeah. about 40% police. Yeah. Always. Yeah, yeah, it's important. It's important. Yeah, very much so. Um, I've been thinking about this and talking about this and writing about this all week that I honestly, I don't know what to say about it anymore. Other than the system protects men, particularly abusive men, at the detriment of victim survivors, at the detriment of our safety and our well-being, because we are still just debt pawns to this government. Like, we haven't moved past fucking Mesopotamia time in the way that we view women and women's rights. If you have no idea what this means, we will be bringing it up <laughs> into another episode. Basically, we're talking about bride price. <laughs> Sorry. You're more than fine. You just did a me, so. <laughs> I really did just do yes. a you, didn't I? Yes, you did. I'm, I'm proud. <laughs> Leah and I will be talking about the abolition of marriage. Suck it! <laughs> yes. It's gonna be so good. I'm so I'm actually really pumped for that episode. It'll be really good, and um, we are gonna go fucking hard, and it'll be great. We were talking before about needing to introduce um treason and treachery buttons. We'll probably need it for the pr the marriage abolition episode. I reckon. Nah. One word in the constitution. Oh, cool. Alright, easy. Anyway, so Setka um can eat a bag of shit. I'm incredibly frustrated at the lack of response from leadership. From, from the union, from feminist bodies, 
from anyone other than me and Ben Schneider and Sam Castro at this stage. Like, honestly. The silence around John Cusack is just... But then, you know, like, I honestly had no idea who he was until I moved to Melbourne. Yeah, true. Like, I knew of his name and I knew that he was a violent abuser. Did you know that he was the first guest host on um, Steve Jolly's podcast? No. Do you know who Steve Jolly is? I've heard the name. Steve Jolly was the candidate for In Socialists and... I remember that. Who they ran, even though they knew he'd been sending dick pics and all of this kind of stuff. And there's all the, there's whisperings of worse than dick pics, but I don't want to get sued because he's a litigious asshole. Also, I don't want him to know who I am so that one day I can just like jump out at him and just like, we need to figure out how to make me a person of like media interest so that I can get onto Sunrise and so I can get onto the panel and like, Eat Steve Price on national TV. Look, you just have to... I 100% endorse you. <laughs> Seeing as you're a recent member to the trans community in terms of your self-acknowledgement, I 100% endorse the grift. If you're going to grift the grifters, you will have our undying support. All you have to do is come up with a way. You'd maybe like detransition us is kind of like the big thing at the moment that will get you on TV just so that you can eat the souls of terrible people. We're, we're down with that. We will 100%. We will provide the air of belief. We'll do everything in our power. We'll background you. We'll do all of Are the things. Are we going to get me cancelled? But you could just say that essentially that you're detransitioning. You're going back to a cis identity. And that all of these trans people are being mean to you. <laughs> oh my god. I could get onto Sky News. <laughs> get onto Sky News. You get onto Sunrise. <gasps> Imagine the people I could eat. Yes. Be delicious. Oh, I'd be so full. And I kind of, like, I would love to do some structural analysis of everything, you know. I just, I don't think that there's, like, do we actually need to do, I mean, yes, we do need to do structural analysis, but, like, the fundamentals, like, if you want to respect women at work, if you want to actually create a safety for women, if you want to do any of these things, you need to hold abusers accountable. You need to remove them from the spaces where they're being abusive. Give us a livable wage so that we can actually quit jobs where we're being abused, like rather than being forced to stay in them. So we need to have um, a welfare rate that's above $80 a day or at the very least $80 a day. What else do we want? It's really simple. You know, and that's the thing. Like the the majority of the anti-trans arguments basically boil down to, you know, why are we not holding abusers to account? You keep saying that Mm. essentially that there is a risk of doing these things. No one objects to holding abusers to account. Nobody objects to that. No. Let's do that. Yeah, just do that. that. Just do that. (laughs) Stop with the bullshit pussyfooting around it and just be plain and clear. Just be plain. Human rights abusers should get the rope. Too much? (laughs) Look, I I think because there's so many, we're going to have to do something that's a little bit more like sort of on mass. I, I've been, I've been um, since the abortion ban's been going through, I've been pointing out to people that there's actually a UN convention that declares abortion access a human right. Sorry, there's a comment on the Convention of Life and basically going... Look, let's not pretend that people give a fuck about what the UN says. I know, I know, I know, but... but Sorry. Essentially, uh, so I've been saying that essentially that, you know, it's a human right. Human rights abuses gets what's coming to them and that um, essentially going, I will defend human rights in the way that my orpa did in the Dutch resistance in 1944 <laughs> and seeing people take the hint of basically going, like, I have nothing to lose personally. 
I don't think any of us do at this stage. Like it's like if you've not been murdered by someone, if you've not been raped by someone yet, it's a matter of time. Well, you know, as a trans person basically going like like yeah. employment opportunities are basically fuck all. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> getting healthcare. Found out my surgery costs an extra five grand on top of <gasps> the twenty grand it cost at the beginning of the year. Oh, so that's good fun. Say. And so I don't really have much to lose at this point. No. If Porter tried to sue me, good luck, buddy. What are you going to get? You'll get my Nintendo (laughs) DS. I I can't even afford a Switch. Seriously, though, women in this country feel like they do have something to lose, but they don't. They've got the illusion of rights. We don't have what we think that we have. When people like Christian Porter are promoted instead of stood down and independently investigated, we don't have the rights that we think that we have. We don't. No. And you've got Christian Porterson, Christian Porterson, I've just like merged people together. <laughs> we merged got... them all <laughs> We've got, what's his name? Christensen. George Christensen trying to resus babies. Like, what the actual fuck is that? I- I've been watching um, Stranger Things again in preparation for season four, and we're up to the Mind Flayer, and you know, like the. the, the... I still haven't seen season three. Oh, okay. I'll, I won't say anything. Oh, I don't give a fuck. I'm probably not going to. And oh. even if I do, I'm one of those people that's just like, if you tell me something about the plot of a film and it spoils the film, then it's not a very good film. So they haven't quite closed the gate because somebody else has opened it. And um, um, Rude. Do they live in a tent? The Mind Flayer infects somebody new. And okay. what ends up happening is that he then goes in and starts um, infecting other people. And the, the big monster of the the season is basically all of these people who turn into goo and then form this monster. So, you know, the shadow that's like the six-limbed shadow that's um that's chasing what's-his-face around? Look, vaguely. Yeah, I think like I might have seen tentacles. season one and part of season two. But the thing is, is that when it first came out, I'm pretty sure I was really burnt out. So my memory of things was really bad. Like I started watching Mindhunter the other week. And um, was just like, I've not seen this. I'll see this. It'll be great. And I'm just like, oh, no, I remember this bit. Oh, I remember this bit. Oh, no, I have seen this. Like, but like I was, as it was happening, I was remembering that I'd seen it, had no idea what happened next. So it was like watching it again for the first time. I envy you. I'd like to watch Stranger Things again for the I first time. Much. I know. That sounds amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just get like really burnt out. It's really good for you. <laughs> for you to watch films, I should say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the monster is basically like all of these people who've like melted and they've they formed a, a, like a combined monster. And I'm just imagining all of these LNP politicians. Like the LNP. Yes, that's <laughs> you've got Lamming, you've got Porter, you've got Christensen, you've got. Have we? Uh, look, I I feel like I've said it all that I know how to say about Seka. Yeah, I, I honestly, I just, I just don't know what else to say about it. Like, just go look at my tweets if you want more, because <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> well, don't you have an article coming out soon? Look, I, maybe. So I am writing an article that might be published. It might not. I don't know. We're going to pitch it and see how we go. Well, if it doesn't um, get published, where will it be? It will be on the um, Feminist United website. Sweet. Yeah, and if it doesn't get published, then we'll form it. We'll turn it into a. We'll, we'll just we'll still do the podcast episode talking about it. It's basically talking about systems of power, abuse of power, our inability to hold men to account, everything that we've been saying. It's not Isn't that rocket episode? science. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, that's a depressing. I know, but you know what? Maybe I'll go watch 
Stranger Things again for the first time, which is less depressing. View party. Oh, yeah. I don't... What? The Feminist United Australia view party of Stranger Things. <laughs> oh, I, I'm down for that. It has the... Anyway. There, look, there, I, I don't see... With everything that has happened over the last two weeks, I do not see structural change coming from within this system. No. If you're in Texas, the Supreme Court has basically gone rogue, has basically yeah. said the precedent doesn't exist anymore, and we are going to do whatever the fuck that we want. Mm. If you're in Australia, yeah. the Prime Minister will just hold a press conference mm-hmm. and a women's summit where he's the keynote speaker. He'll just be like, I, don't, I can't hold a faucet. We just, like, genuinely, we need to vote the LNP out. That's our number one task. I was talking to a friend of mine today, and I'm just like, what can we actually do? And she's like, at this stage, we just need to focus on voting the Liberal National Party out. And she's not wrong. That's our first priority. But also, we need to focus our energies, our 51% of the population energy, into empowering and emboldening each other. 37% of women still vote for the LNP. Look, that doesn't make sense. Why would you vote against yourself? Why would you vote against your best interests? Your own bodily autonomy? That is an entire... They are not better with money. That is an absolute lie. They are not better with money. If they were doing good things for the economy, they would listen to John Howard's chief economist and they would be increasing the rate of welfare above the poverty line. Because that is good economical sense. When, when you say John Howard's chief economist is good economic sense, I get concerned because he's not a great economist. It is. It's, it's very concerning. No, but it's a really basic principle. People on low incomes put money back into the economy. People on high incomes hoard their wealth. Yeah. It's, it's, mm. Very much so. Yeah. Anyway, I think I'm going to go have another shower and cry. So we should probably leave this episode here. Um, yes, probably. Is there more to yell? You know what? All of this yelling will happen in other episodes. Good. Let's conserve our yell. <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we just wrap it up there? Sadly, yes. Have we yelled all our yells? No. <laughs> will we ever yell all our yells? Look, if I'm being optimistic, yes. If I'm being realistic, no. There'll always be something new to yell about. Exactly. And with that, dear listeners, we bid you adieu. And if you need to reach out to somebody, please do. Yeah. We will be providing a, a resource for places that you can call. Yeah. 1-800-RESPECT, Life, WIRE. There, there are resources available. Also, my DMs are open. Give me a yell if you need someone to talk to. Same. And most important yeah. of all, it is not a burden for you to reach out to other people. No. And if you like what we do. <laughs> or, just, or equally this. angry at you what know, we do. You know what? If you made it this far and you haven't liked and subscribed, send us an angry review. No, no turfs keep sending us angry reviews. Do they? Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> don't be a turf. Or swerve. Be a good person. And uh, look, honestly, I don't care if you like and subscribe, but just let's let's just be better people and just demand more of men in power. If you like what we do, please like and subscribe, and please leave a review on. Apple Podcasts because it really helps our metrics. Be good, be safe. And look after each other. Please look Mm. after yourself and your community. Alright. I'm not sober. (laughs)